Welcome to Sales Talk. This is Randall Barch, and with me today, I've got Paul Bolin from Bordna Mona. Hi, Paul. Hi, how you doing? Paul, tell us a couple of things. What does Bordna Mona do? This is a going out to a global audience. And what do you do at Bordna Mona? Well, basically, uh, Bordna Mona are a large semi-state company in Ireland. A number of companies in the UK and the US as well. Primarily started out as a solid fuels company, basically, what we call turf peat taken naturally from local bogs. The peat is generally packed into what we call, what we brand as peat briquettes, mm-hmm. and then sold to households in Ireland and in the UK. It's basically solid fuel that you'd burn in your fire, your stove. The company's also diversified though as well into, they've acquired a few oil companies or small local, not oil companies, sure. uh, small Irish sites. We also do gardening products, moss peat growing plants. And basically, I'm in their, their IT department. It's uh, pretty much third level support, I suppose, or IT architecture. Architecture. And there's about, there's probably about 18 um, support staff okay. from level one, level two, level three. There's about three of us in that level three. Yeah. Bordemona's been a Novell customer for a while? A long time. Uh, I'm there 12 years, and Novell was there before that. I think we were actually using it when Novell Netware was binary-based, even before mm. it went to e-directory, right. yeah. that kind of thing. Went from Lotus Notes at the time then to GroupWise. And then obviously we went to e-directory and we're on GroupWise 7 now, going to be going to GroupWise 8. Essentially, we use as many of the Novell products that we can that's suitable for our organizations. Usually that's where we look first and then elsewhere. Is there a reason for that, Paul? Really, it's just the experience, I suppose, we've had. Um, like I said, when I joined the company, Novell was already a big part of it. Um, and we have, of course, gone into Windows servers, Active Directory. We're heavily getting into Linux servers. Thank God it's keeping me busy as well. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, I suppose, the reliability of a lot of the products that we use. Like you say, we've, we've only grown to about 18 people in IT support in the last two years. Mm-hmm. Before that, we probably had 10 managing six or 700 users. They would have been dispersed over 15 sites all over Ireland and over very low WAN links, as okay. in down to 128K, some of them are ISDN. And I think that's primarily why Novell, Netware, and eDirectory were used, because they could be used, essentially. And you said Netware was used or in place today or open enterprise server? It's both at the moment. Um, okay. We're actually just kicking off a number of projects, but one of them is to go to OES2. It's basically to migrate all of our 26, roughly, Novell network servers to Linux-based OES2 servers. Right. Hopefully within the next year, year and a half, we'll be uh, finished that. And what would be the reason why you waited till 2010 to upgrade to OES? Management. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's not us. We... Uh, Looked to want to do this maybe a year and a half ago, two years ago, mm-hmm. just looking ahead. Once we kind of felt OES 2 was stable enough right. and also that we could integrate because we do everything in a very phased approach. There's no big bang with us. Everything's nice and gradual. That's the way the company works. Same with IT. So we wanted to make sure that we could allow OES 2 service to be put in, especially in a cluster mm-hmm. kind of formation, and then migrate the network servers out. So just do it nice and slow. But like I said, we've small enough IT team, a lot of projects going on. So it was kind of put back. It's kind of come back on the project list now um, lately because there's a number of other, like McAfee and that kind of thing is what we sure. use and their end and support. So even though Novell are giving us extended support, find that some of the other companies are 
beginning to end date their products. Yes, yeah, so, drivers and what have you. Yeah, right? absolutely, yeah, yeah. So that's why uh, it's back up on the project list again. Are there any other changes that you're going to take advantage of during this upgrade? I heard you say clustering. Uh, we already have clustering. Okay. Yeah, at our primary site, which we have four-node cluster. So, yeah. Virtualization? Yeah, we use, well, we use VMware sure. uh, virtualization. But the main reason for doing that in the first place is because we had a bunch of Windows application servers Absolutely. sitting in work groups, underutilized, all this kind of thing. So we brought in VMware to consolidate mm -hmm. and centrally manage all of that. As we were doing that, we, Board and Mono, acquired another company that happened to be running Active Directory, Citrix servers, all this kind of stuff. Okay. So we used the opportunity then to migrate them into our infrastructure, but to go from the physical to the virtual okay. in the first place and structure the proper Active Directory domain and that kind of thing. And then we implemented IDM. So we'd have our Active Directory, yeah. IDM, and yeah. the directory. So we have synchronizations between both directories now. For essentially, uh, even though we acquired the company, we still kind of see them as slightly separate company for now. Mm -hmm. And part of one of the projects is to do the full migration. So even though we will keep Active Directory, we are looking to administer everything through eDirectory and just have it replicate an Active right. Directory. Being an architect, you were probably highly involved in the process of bringing together the two companies. Yeah, in, in some respects, I wasn't the technical lead on it. Okay. But yeah, there was some, spent about three months, four months just doing that. It's mostly just research, finding out what they had. It was, mm -hmm. they had one guy managing eight sites, multiple servers. So once we brought them all into VMware, put them all on Citrix servers, upgraded a few to Wanlink. It was smooth sailing. Were there any aspects of the Novell technology that you have in place at Bordnamona that allowed you, in your opinion, to migrate or integrate that new acquisition quicker? Yeah, the main thing really was around policies, applications. Mm -hmm. Even though a lot of them are using Citrix and to get their applications from there and that kind of thing, they were in a situation where they weren't very mobile and that sit at one desk, that hit the Citrix server that they had to authenticate to. Now, a lot of them, we'll give them laptops, can move between the environments because they'll have a Novell client on their laptop and they can also authenticate to Active Directory. But with IDM sitting in the middle, it means that no matter where they go, they can log in, their passwords will be changed properly, they'll always have their group assignments. As before, it was it's very manual managing two systems. Right. Um, so IDM certainly sat right in the middle there and allows us to manage both of them much more easily as well. Right, so you've mentioned GroupWise, you've mentioned Open Enterprise Server, yeah. and NetWare, its predecessor, obviously, as well as Identity Manager. Yeah. Any other Novell products? Um, well, Zenworks. We've been using okay. Zenworks since version 3. Okay. Going back a long time. Just continually gone with each release. And again, it's one of the key for Zenworks 10 was the whole concept of satellite server. Mm. Because essentially... Because we were, of your narrow bandwidth. Absolutely, yeah. Right. We're essentially, when we're using even Zen 7, we're essentially using the core man's version of satellite server in that we were replicating overnight to the local Novell servers mm -hmm. and then just using DNS names, local DNS names like mm. Zen app server. So okay, the applications yeah. always find their way. Yes. But then you had permissions issues and stuff. We had people moving from one site to another trying to get content off a server that they didn't have permissions to. We didn't even know they'd moved. So it was, up to an extent, it was really worked well with Zen 10. And we haven't got it fully rolled out in production yet, but the whole satellite server concept of that is, uh, really works well for the, especially on those low links. So I'm hearing you saying that the Zenworks configuration management architecture has actually improved 
your ability to deliver applications and do the things Zen does. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's a great story. Heard a lot of customers that really swore by the old Zen architecture and really loved it. And you found ways to improve ZenWorks by using satellite server. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Okay. Any other Novell products that either you have in place or you're looking at pretty seriously because there's certain aspects that we'll yeah. need? We use the entire Sandworks configuration, you know, the endpoints okay. as well. Yeah, like the um, Enterprise Edition. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, patch management, asset management, the whole thing. Soon we're, we're beginning to look at uh, teaming as well. Again, I'm not the tech lead on it, but okay. I was at the last demonstration, I think, because we've, uh, like I suppose a lot of companies, but like uh, currently the two projects I'm involved in now, You'll be getting emails with documents saying update and reference this and check that and send me back your changes and it might be 10 people getting that and all this kind of thing. It becomes a nightmare. You spend your whole time just checking your mail and checking documents. That's where part of the whole teaming part came into it. It's just okay. to try and get us to collaborate in that kind of way. And again, because we use Groupwise 8 or we will be shortly using Groupwise 8 and that connects perfectly into that as well. So that's the next probably bigger project that we're going to do after we finish our desktop standardization and our OES2 projects. Mm -hmm. And Windows 7, what are your plans for Windows 7? Yeah, good question. We, we do have plans for it. Uh, we're on Windows XP at the moment, okay. and we came from Windows 2000. Yeah. I suppose part of the problem that we're having, and the solution to it, I suppose the problem is that we're having is that even though we use Zenworks for rolling out policy and applications to desktops, there was never um, a big emphasis on locking them down. So. In the last four years or something like that, people have been allowed to install software on their own machines. So now we're just going back and auditing all of that and getting all that information with the intent of bundling up all the applications. Actually, Zenworks application virtualization is yes, another product right. we're using, just as I'm remembering it, remembering what we're doing. So we're using that now for version 8 as well. So yeah, we're trying to get all the applications together, bundle them all up, and once we have all the information, is to use Zen 10 to lock down, re-image all the machines, lock them down with policy and re-deliver most of the applications through Zav and some traditional kind of MSI-based stuff. Once we get that far and we've control over the desktop, then the way we're building it, we're using products by ENGL as well. So it's very modular. So once we get it all controlled, we should be able to just pull out the OS part of it and then put in Windows 7. Now it's probably going to be probably 18 months, I'd say, by the time we'd look at doing that. Paul, thanks for joining us today on Sales Talk, and good luck with the projects coming up. Yeah, thanks very much. So for Novell Sales Talk, this is Randall Barch. Thanks for listening. Novell Sales Talk is brought to you by Novell, Inc. You can send us feedback at salestalk at novell.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time.